Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all, seven friends and have this back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Was Will Levis QB1 all along? It is I, a.k.a. Tommy DeVito's henchman. The man looks like a mobster. And with me, as always, is AJ Toontime Marchese. Oh, I can't wait for Toontime, baby. Today we're talking all of the noteworthy NFL rookies from week eight of the NFL season. That's it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to KC maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Freddie and Frida Falcon the mascots of Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio. The pair are anthropomorphized. Can you say that word, AJ? Anthropomorphized. Peregrine Falcons. They're somewhat of a rarity among collegiate mascots, being one of the few male-female mascot pairs Mm. in existence. In 2006, they were both named the best collegiate mascot at the 2006 NCAA cheer camp in Nashville, Tennessee at Vanderbilt University. No, that's a little-known fact. Now, AJ, you're probably wondering, well, who came first, Freddie or Frida? Well, Freddie came in 1950. In 1979, Frida came along. Don't know if she's his daughter or partner, but, again. What do you think? Uh, Friends? It could just be platonic. No. Freddie's a dog. <laughs> you know who else is a dog? Yeah, uh, Bryce Young, finally. No, let's go in reverse. <laughs> no, no. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy uh, D, the dog? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. NFL Week 8, rookie Sprillow, starting with a rookie quarterback rundown. I'll kick us off back-to-back on Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, who played against each other. AJ, Bryce Young won a game. Big news. Beat C.J. Stroud, baby. Had I, I haven't watched all his games. Obviously, you've watched them, but I, I, think I imagine it's, this was his best yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um... 22 for 31, 235 a score. Uh, completed 71% of his passes, 7.6 per attempt. He looked really good. Um, through, through, he had like some very good drive, just getting the ball out of his hands quick. But it was also the the kind of like magician y Bryce Young came out to play. He was under pressure a lot. Um, he was sacked six times. So it's not like it's not like the offensive line got any better. Iki Kwanu was put to work by yeah. Jonathan Bernard. Um, it's not good which is sad yeah. but uh, yeah Bryce just 
it, it felt like he was a lot more calm. He was a lot more, okay, I'm under pressure, get the ball out of my hands, or I'm under pressure, time to extend. Um, he also just, it, not that, it, again, his offensive line didn't play well, but he wasn't, like, rushing himself because they weren't playing well. He was, uh, rather than, like, just throwing the ball to nothing, he was kind of extending plays. He was wor- working through the muddy pocket, finding Adam Thielen frequently. Um, the The best play was, like, Ch- Chuba Hubbard was in pass pro and just got blown up uh, with the blitzer coming off uh, Bryce's left. And Bryce scrambled, kind of like scrambled out, got away from the pressure, and just flick of the wrist downfield to Adam Thielen, who who was well covered, but uh, Bryce put it only kind of in a spot where Thielen could get it. It was a nice play. Um, yeah, like nothing super, like I, I think dominant about his performance. I thought that that's kind of out of structure play was his best play, but I thought a, a, a very promising game he's starting to kind of string together at Mm -hmm. least promising games not dominant games but promising games promising drives um he he uh he had um the the touchdown drive was just like it i I think i tweeted tweeted out um some of the plays off it but uh just kind of felt poised for the first time for an entire game like the touchdown was just like kind of an easy throw to tommy tremble but it, was, it capped off, uh, a, a, like, again, his, I think probably his best drive of his rookie season. Um, and it just feels like, man, his his group of playmakers are bad. They're awful, yeah. And Adam Thielen's been really good He's for been him. great, yeah. And Jonathan Mingo, more on him a bit later, was, like, a very important piece of Bryce Young having a good game, I thought. Um, there, there, like, there was one play way downfield... Uh, where again, like Bryce kind of got out of the pocket, um, off play play action, uh, and, and just flip the wrist downfield, huge game. Like he, his quick. I think his quickness had been, like, he didn't seem like the same athlete he was at Alabama early yeah. for the Panthers, and it felt like in this game, like his ability to extend plays, beat beat the pass rush. And, and kind of be that point guard, like, who scrambles around in the pocket, like, not using the mobility as a rusher, but to extend passing plays and just finding open guys. You're, I thought you saw his field vision a lot better this game. Overall, yeah, just great game. I could play it all day. Um, other side, CJ Stroud, one of his worst games. But, like, I didn't think he played poorly. Um, like, the stats weren't great. 16 to 24, a buck 40. Completed uh, 66.7% of his passes, 5.8 per attempt, not very good, and had a uh, QB sneak touchdown. Um, he had some really good throws over the middle. He just is – he hides that offensive line so well mm-hmm. just because, again, gets the ball out of his hands. Like, he, his internal clock I just think is really good. Um, and in this game, like, it just – nobody was really getting open for him downfield. I thought the Panthers' defense played a really good game. He was under pressure a ton. Uh, and, and so he was just taking what was there. Um, so yeah, not super exciting. Like I think the 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 one throw that stood out was he fit one between the corner and safety in such a tight window. Um, it, it was like to the Panthers nine yard line or something, and it was to Noah Brown, and it was just like a 
phenomenal throw. And I thought it was like almost cheeky that he was willing to take that chance and fit it between those two guys. But yeah, other than that, like not a lot of explosive passing plays from this team. They could not run the ball very well, um, which has kind of been an all season long yeah, type yeah. of thing. Like their offensive line just is, is has been covered up by I think CJ Stroud's efficiency. I thought the play calling wasn't as like I, I'm hesitant to say it was poor like poor because um he we've seen it be so good throughout the season. Um but at the same time uh like it felt like they got away from the play action game and and they didn't mix a ton of shots in um but yeah, overall, like a, it was it was probably a C plus game by his standards. Yeah, I saw Damian Pierce get like stuffed at the goal line, <laughs> was it multiple times? Um, yeah, I mean, st- still, I mean, it's fun. F- first of all, fun to get the first and second and third pick in the in the draft. I'll play each other this week, and also double fun that Young's first one comes in, in this one. Um, I don't know. That's nice. It's this feels like um this maybe feels like a like I don't know a touchstone game for Young where like. Getting the win, out, you know, against a fellow rookie, a guy who's been out playing him week in, week out all year. Where, where do you think, where do you think Young goes from here? Is what I want to ask, Rob. Do you think, do you think this continues? Do you think that improvis- improvisational ability that you know he showed at Bama over and over again, it's kind of peaking out now? Do you think that keeps up, or do you think it's kind of like we'll see it once in a while? I think the 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 key thing was Thomas Brown calling plays. Um, yes, they did a really good job of mixing in kind of more explosive downfield play Which calls. We and, never saw at the start of the season, and mixing those in with um, like they were running a lot of the just like swing passes. Mm-hmm. And this is where Jonathan Mingo did a really good job just being a pick guy. Love like it. on multiple occasions, he he was like just kind of running picks out wide wide to. Uh, free up running backs in space um chuba uh and uh blackshear combined for i think like 50 receiving yards and like just mixing those kind of like almost extended run plays Mm -hmm. throwing those quick easy swings to get playmakers in space i thought helped clear things out downfield for adam thielen for for jonathan mingo uh later on um i thought it was like a really promising game from thomas brown which in turn is promising for bryce going forward uh that was also their first um i think that was their first game out of the bye week right yeah because they came up to buy it last week so like seeing that bryce kind of turn in probably his best game of the season coming off the bye now they could they play indy at home this week um that defense spent giving up yardage yeah yeah, and then it's like then it's Chicago, and then, then they kind of get then they play Dallas. But like, I, th- I think there's something to build on here for sure. Yeah, we got. I think yeah, got to see a couple more back to back, and I think we finally start feeling good. You know who I think right away we're feeling good about Rob? Well, Levis, what what a performance! Speaking of coming off the bye, you know Levis was apparently you know last time we saw the Titans play, it was Malik Willis on the field. Um, Levis was in a competition, finally got announced as the starter. Comes in and, uh, I mean, was was outstanding. Was absolutely outstanding. I think, I don't know, 100 times better than I would have expected in his first game. 19-29, uh, 238, four touchdowns. Three of them to, uh, to Nuke. It was ridiculous. I mean, some of the throws he was making was was super impressive. Uh, I think you saw them all on Twitter on on you know on this on Sunday. But yeah, that one 
I think we tweeted out um, early on was maybe his best throw of the day, and it was uh, or he had a couple of crazy throws, but wasn't caught. I think Burks dropped it, but you know, off his back foot, deep sideline, between like you know, layered it between the two defenders, absolute dime dropped it. Um, like the the first nuke touchdown was a little bit of luck, you know. He kind of just threw it up, and the defender got a little goofy. I don't know what the fuck was going on, and, and, but you still gotta love it. Just love that like they they were taking shots. I thought like he looked really good off play action. They they ran a lot of play action, and I mean, why the hell wouldn't you when you have um you know that that backfield? Um, I thought in general it just looked really calm. Um, and like I don't know, the ball was spinning out of his hands. I thought he threw a lot of pretty balls. Um, late, late, like even like th- there was throws that you didn't see that like because they 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 weren't caught. Like late, another great throw deep sideline. Um, the wide receiver, I think it was Westbrook and Keating, just couldn't stay in. Um, like just just on a on a go route it was just I don't know maybe maybe missed by like six inches, but it was still a great throw. Um, second touchdown, just a, you know, a crosser was easy. Uh, I think I think you could saw the one where like they really well designed off the play action to Chig. He was wide open. The ball wasn't perfect, but it was right on him. He just, he just dropped it. It could have been an even better game, but yeah, it, like you could really just see the arm talent, consistently accurate. I think like he had like one kind of a, of a stinker throw where he kind of moved off his spot a little bit, and I think he was just trying to throw it into the ground and almost intercepted, but like was low. Um, I thought just like was was much more calm, like I said, than I anticipated. Um, when he wasn't uncorking the deep ones, he was like checking down really nicely. Um, when he was moved up by design, I thought he looked good. This is the first time in a long time. I felt like this tight ends offense looked like a real offense. Um, like, and and kudos to the tight ends coaching staff. I, I don't know. I I didn't have high expectations. I didn't think this would look like this. Like the third touchdown, Levis was just chilling back there. He threw, he threw a bunch of pump fakes. Like Levis back there, hucking, throwing pump fakes, um, in, in those Oilers throwbacks, it was, it was, it was making you feel something, Rob. Um, but through a pump, Nuke, Nuke just got wide open behind the defense, laid it up easy, but great throw. Um, like something that we haven't seen for Bryce Young all year because no one's getting open for them, uh, except for Thielen, but not, not deep. Um, and then the fourth touchdown, you know, like people were saying, it looked like, it looked like one of those pro day throws where, you know, just like rolled off the spot, you know, moved, planted his foot, Threw it back against against the grain into the end zone, just put so much air underneath it, and and yeah, and he got there. It was, it was a really impressive performance from Will Levis, and we get to see him Thursday night right away. You know, uh, uh, you know, national game against the Pittsburgh, the vaunted Steel Curtain. Um, it's a lot of fun. I was just, I was really impressed. I, I thought, I thought like you, <laughs> this is your guy. This is your guy going forward until he's not. Like, yeah, I think. An interesting stat, I was looking at um, the rookie quarterback's kind of advanced stats earlier today. And so he, of the seven rookie quarterbacks to start games, he has the second lowest first downs passing per play, uh, only ahead of DTR. But if you look at the most areas per completion, Mm -hmm. he is tied with CJ Stroud for the most at 6.8. He's big game hunting out there. Like he's not looking... He just and I mean you throw in the highlights and you, you you pull that out right away and I think that is reminiscent of what we saw with him two years ago yes. at Kentucky when Liam yeah. Cohen was the OC and he was just hitting all these big plays yeah. showing off that arm talent. It, it was very touchdown checked or checkdown and yeah no I think I think it's smart what they did. It was it, a lot like you know they got him going on the swing passes they got him going on like the running back screens 
and stuff like that. And it was it was either one of those or um, or a, t- a deep touchdown. I mean, it wasn't too much, you know, working over the middle of the field. wasn't too much working the boundaries at the sticks. It was touchdown check down, which for rookie quarterback, uh, you gotta love that. He's uh, he is. I'm I'm excited to see him against the Steelers. I'm excited to see what it's like um, against that Steelers pass rush with the Titans offensive line. How did the Titans offensive line look in this game? Levis got sacked twice, but I thought they held up pretty good. Skaronski looked pretty good. I wasn't going to mention him anywhere, but strong game. Mm-hmm. Um, Petit Friere was a little up and down. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought solid overall. But the Falcons aren't, you know, throwing yeah, too much so at you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, not that the Steelers have some great secondary or anything, but to see TJ Levis Watt. against TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward's coming back, yeah. and, and yep. see how he handles a, a more consistent pass rush because I do think the plays will be there. In the secondary, if he, if I, yeah, he can the I do think that is something that could potentially, you know, falter. Because I thought when he, when they designed his move, I thought he looked pretty good. But when he had to move off the spot a little bit, I think he's still a little, little rigid. I don't Which know. Which is what, what we thought about him at Kentucky, right? Like yeah. really great athlete, but like not a good, like scrambler. Yeah, for some reason, it's weird. It is weird. Um, also, so we'll we'll, we'll keep this moving. Because lots of quarterbacks, and we're gonna have more with Clayton Toon joining the group next week, and and Aiden O'Connell's gonna be joining it as well next week. So we'll be talking about him. Um, Jaron Hall, we don't know if he'll be joining it. We don't know what the Vikings are doing. They trade for Josh Dobbs, but I mean, we've seen the Vikings start a quarterback on short notice before in Josh Freeman, and we never saw him again. So, <laughs> hey, jo- Josh Dobbs, smartest man in the league. He's, he can read that playbook in a night. J- Jaron Hall came in once Kirk Cousins unfortunately left injured, and he looked fine. He went three of four for twenty-three yards. There's not a lot to add about it. that. I-, I got mop-up duty on these uh, these these weird quarterbacks, but um, yeah, I was. I think one of my takeaways from seeing Jaron Hall have to come into this game is like, man, some some of these teams are like way too comfortable running with rookie quarterbacks this mm. year. Yeah. And I think you can point to Cleveland too with DTR who really struggled in his his lone start and then they ended up going with PJ Walker. It's been not bad. And I just I, I just think it's like interesting cuz I feel like in the past we we rarely saw that and, yeah. and this year all of a sudden all these teams were like freaking hunky dory about <laughs> running with like <laughs> well like the fact that that yeah. Tyson Bagent won the backup job that Aiden O'Connell will kind of won the backup job. Uh, Jaron Hall, um, DTR. You, you know what's like interesting? Tommy though? DeVito being the Giants' third quarterback is the most insane thing. It we'll is that in a second, but you know what's interesting though? A lot of older qu- rookie quarterbacks in that list. A lot of guys who played a lot of college football. Uh, Tyson Bajan, who was extremely decorated, at, you know, at a lower level. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah, it's a lot of guys that like are, are vet e quarterbacks. Um, by the way, DTR did come in one snap, shovel pass to David and Joku, and for like nine yards. And Joku had an amazing game, by the way. But anyways, <laughs> let's let's go to Tyson Bajan, who played against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Went twenty five of thirty seven, two thirty two through two picks. Felt like he uh, the the Chicago rumblings that this is the guy kind of came back down to earth. <laughs> um, See, he's fun. Like, he was a, okay. Yeah. Like, like he's not good, but he's like a serviceable NFL backup, uh, theoretically. How about putting it this way? He was not the worst quarterback to start a night game this week. I'll agree with you on that one. 
So, so that, that's a, that's a kudos. Not the worst, and not the worst undrafted rookie quarterback to enter a game. There you go. Because <laughs> yeah. his team at least lets him throw the ball. Yeah, it was just kind of, you know, on letting him uncork it 37 times is kind of fun. I mean, it looks, you know, it was pretty up and down. He made a couple decent throws. Um, the picks the picks were <laughs> weren't great, but I don't know. It's it's it is what it is with Beijing. I mean, I don't think you I don't know that that this is the guy rumblings is kind of crazy, but yeah, go ahead. He looks good enough to if hang you, around. If you asked me before the season if we'd see this many rookie quarterbacks starting NFL games, I would have called you crazy. But here we are, and we've we've had uh, seven so yeah. far, with Aiden O'Connell now taking over as the Raiders' full time quarterback. Uh, Should have been from week one. Tom, Tommy DeVito, I guess, is starting for the Giants. So. Yeah, that's De- DeVito. That's is the, the only most egregious, egregious thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he was not a good college quarterback, and I think that's important to know where Tyson Bajan was undrafted, but he was also at the Senior Bowl, and um, the, the holds the record for most touchdown yeah. passes in college football history. He was the best player at his level of football. Like, it's yeah. A little different. Like, Tommy DeVito making an NFL roster shocked me, <laughs> and now the Giants are paying for their sins with... DeVito thrown into the fire against the Jets, going two of seven for minus one yard, ran for a touchdown though. But like Tommy DeVito, we've seen a lot of questionable college quarterbacks get kind of strangely get chances in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito is like that takes that takes like that. I can't believe he, he if he starts a game. I can't believe it. He was so bad at Syracuse. He transferred to Illinois, where he was like. A fine, okay, like back end starting Big Ten quarterback who had an NFL running back behind him and a great offensive line. But man, yeah. The Giants, long story short, Brian Dable did not want this man throwing a football when he came in against the Jets. And I just like, why was he, why is he your third quarterback then? Like they signed Matt Barkley this week, which, like, okay, but. I don't know. Anyway, I just. But I'm if it was going to be any teams, it. I'm happiest the I, one of the oh, New York yeah. teams. It's perfect, right? Like I don't know, Tommy DeVito. That's that's New York all written all over him. Like I don't know, Syracuse, Illinois. I don't know. It's perfect. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a it, lot of. Eric, hey, if, if 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 Eric Dungey can't make an NFL roster, yeah, Tommy DeVito shouldn't be allowed to. <laughs> they're they're just trying to get it right where they went wrong with Ryan Nassib is what I heard. Um, uh, okay. You know what's crazy too? It's uh, we probably would have seen Stetson Bennett if he didn't slip into the shadow realm. Whatever the hell happened with Bennett too? You know, with Stafford going to miss um, at least a week, probably more. But yeah, yeah, we we spent <laughs> a lot of rookie quarterbacks. Very, uh, very interesting. Oh, there's a recent article about Stetson. Oh, is there actually stats in it? I, I looked there's for it. Of, I googled, and there's like a bunch of people writing articles. Less than likely to return this season. Mysterious but, Rams absent likely to stretch through entire season. It's so strange. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Let's not speculate. Rookies no. of the week. AJ, I had no choice but to go with a primetime rookie for yeah. offensive rookie of the week. Jameer yeah. Gibbs just it was it was the game we've been waiting for. I know it was against the the Las Vegas Raiders, but he. Uh, Holy smokes, 152 yards and a score on the ground. Five more through catches for 37 yards. It felt like, man, this guy's got the contact balance, the lateral explosiveness, the burst. To be like a complete, any touch could go to the house. Yeah. Like, the pint-sized Alvin Kamara comparison felt 
more real than ever with him in this game and it was like it wasn't just a huge run that like juiced up those numbers it was chunk run after chunk run um it's i mean again it was the game we were waiting for he had seven touches on like in like the first like eight plays yeah it's i I, like (laughs) it shocked me how much they kept giving him the ball at the end to to win you a fantasy matchup against me but yeah i look i think last week you know gibbs was finally given a little bit of run in that in that blowout versus the ravens and I don't know. Did it convince them? I'm, I'm really not sure, but I'm super happy that we got to see, you know, 31 touches from Gibbs. Um, like you said, made the most out of every single one. 102 yards were after contact. I think he forced like 11 missed tackles. Again, it's the Raiders, but it's still an NFL team. Um, I mean, barely, but it's still an NFL team. Um, yeah, I mean, really, it's... it's. Look, I, I <laughs> when David Montgomery comes back... Uh, the, the, the touches are going to go down. Obviously, he's not going to consistently get thirty touches a game. But I, I think I think the, the role is still going to be a lot more expanded than it was in the first you know six weeks of the season. I I think this I think last week kind of opened their eyes. I don't know. It's very strange. I mean, we kind of heard that they're going to work him in, you know, in the offseason as like an offensive weapon and blah blah blah. They haven't really gotten too creative with him, but this week you know they just let him run and he he's proven that he can be uh. I, he looks like he can be one, you know, at least a top five back in the NFL going forward. He's got that type of talent, like you, like you alluded to. Yeah, I, th- I believe he now leads um, all NFL rookies with like at least I think fifty carries um, with uh, yards after contact per touch uh, at two point one. And I mean, like. If this keeps up and just going the way the Falcons have gone, mm-hmm. is it insane to think like by the end of the season he will be the not not offensive rookie of the year or anything, but like have a better offensive output than Bijan Robinson? Like he's only got like what is it like sixty seven less rushing yards than him now? Yeah, which is uh, crazy to think. It is crazy to think, but I think yeah. I think putting it that way is not crazy. I don't know what the fuck the Falcons are doing. Like, Bijan looked good this week. He, he had his first touchdown, which is also kind of crazy that he hasn't had a rushing touchdown yet. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, hey, Rookie of the Year is not – I don't think it's on – it's not on – it's not – it is attainable, Rob. I think it's on the table still. I'll say that. For Gibbs? Yeah, it's on the table. Will Will Levis wrapped it up this past week. <laughs> I think I think you get the bump playing for a team that's uh, you know going for the playoffs, and the rest of the rookies kind of aren't. That's right. yeah. Rams are Rams are. I was going to mention Puka in a bit. You know, like Puka's been amazing. You know, the the Texans. Hey, the, sorry, the Texans are are uh, going to win that division. But yeah, I'm gonna check the offensive rookie of the year odds right now. How much? Okay. Do you, like Gibbs was like not in the race. I know this is it, off topic a little it, bit. It probably Gibbs went up like not huge. In the race last we checked. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure his odds up went up huge. So Stroud's still the leader in the clubhouse, uh, minus one sixty. Puka plus three hundred. Gibbs is now third at plus twelve hundred. Yeah. Who's fourth? Bijan. Addison and Bijan are tied oh, yeah, at Addison. plus fourteen hundred. But uh, obviously, Addison losing Kirk Cousins hurts that. Yeah. Yeah, Will Levis is next at plus eighteen. <laughs> That's sick. I respect. Yeah, that he's song. already he's already jumped Bryce. <laughs> Where's Tommy DeVito's? Um, no, yeah, Gibbs is clearly that. I, I know jumping the the you know the primetime gun, but Gibbs was Gibbs was the dude. I 
if you're ready to move on, I, I really yep. didn't have a good defensive rookie this week. Me neither. So, I, I didn't either. Um, I So, I just went with the guy who's just been Mr. Consistent. And he's kind of been my good fallback pick. guy. And it's Will Anderson. Yeah, that's three, fair. Yeah. Th- three tackles in a TFL against Carolina. Continues to be, like, a magnificent run stopper. Right. It's one of the best in the league. Yeah. Which yeah. we had, you know, I think when you put it on, uh, you know, listen to, go listen to our edge. Our Edge episode, uh, I think we said he's got the potential to be a, one of the top dudes, and he's doing it immediately. Yeah, and, and the, the thing is, the Houston's pass rush has been pretty good. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Redhard, who I mentioned, Bully Dickey, uh, has has been, um, I think, one of the more underrated pass rushers in the NFL. So, like, Will Anderson's been an effective pass rusher, but... Like, Granada has six sacks. Malik Collins is two and a half. Like, those two have been quite good. And Will Anderson's been more of, like, a complimentary pass rusher to them, but, like, a dominant run defender. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think because he's been so good against the run, like, it's it's a, it's allowed this defense um, to to kind of thrive. And he's, he's, like, almost like a Jenga piece where he's not getting the, the respect he deserves for his play because it's coming more against the run. But man, he's been just a—he's a man on fire. He like his stopping power at his size is just incredible, and I think that yeah. has to do with his his pad level and his yeah. his natural power at the point of attack. But like, he's not the biggest edge rusher in the world. He's probably listed at like two fifty flat, right? Yeah. And he—he's just been like able to lock out guys and take on blocks, and like he's going against Taylor Moten and Icky, who are huge. He's listed at two forty three, and like holding up just fine as an edge setter and coming backside he's just a freaking terror yeah he's so explosive he plays so angry um like i i just think he's as safe as it gets in terms of top five edge rusher pick like maybe he's kind of living up to that khalil mack rookie season where remember Cleo Mack didn't have like a ton of sacks but he was just so good because he was mm-hmm. so good against the run and that's kind of what I feel like we're getting with Will Anderson that's a good one okay I I, I really didn't even write one down I'm going to ask you do you want a, a first round pick who like had probably his best game and we haven't talked about too much or do you want one that's going to make you laugh and he kind of just had like a better statistical game <sighs> will I find out who the other one is y- yeah you will I want the one that make me laugh. Oh, okay, okay. So, I'll, <laughs> the, the one that will make you laugh is I, I had him way down the list in the in the show. Um, this is pure stats because I didn't have a good one this week. Honestly, I had a better this this guy. Whatever, who cares? I'm gonna stick with my original pick. Starring for the Arizona Cardinals this week was was uh, defensive tackle Dante Stills. He had a sack and a half. Had a second and a half that. against against the Ravens. Uh, didn't look too bad. A bunch of tackles too. <laughs> Just super out. Of, he could have been out of nowhere prod, uh, prospect. Um, out of nowhere. Um, could have been best day three rookie. Instead, he gets the nod here in the really really soft way. But yeah, super out of nowhere. Um, he's playing pretty decent for the Cardinals. All of a sudden, uh, you know that Cardinals front is <laughs> doesn't got much going on. And uh, yeah, kudos to him. The sack. The the the, the full sack was kind of like. Lamar trying to extending as much as he can, and it kind of just finally beat the tackle and kind of got in. But hey, they all count the same on the on the stat sheet. So Dante still is defense rookie of the league. There you go. Hey, do you remember? Uh, I said he was dominant the first practice of these West Ramble. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dominant college production wise at times. Yeah, 
Um, the uh, defensive rookie of the year odds still Jalen Carter heavy heavy favorite minus one twenty. Devin Witherspoon continuing to close the gap plus one fifty. Then it just drops to Branch at plus eight hundred. Will Anderson plus a thousand. Hmm. And then it's just like what nobody's. It's it's a four man race, I guess theoretically. I don't think Brian Branch is really in it at this point. It's more of a three man race in my head. But I thought Branch looked pretty good at coming back though this week. I, um, I I don't disagree, but I think if it's going to a DB, it's going to Devin yeah. Witherspoon at this point. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Here, I'll t- I'll touch on uh, Spoon and Carter quickly. Carter was kind of in and out with uh, with back injuries. I'm not sure if he's going to play this week. Kind of sucked. Yeah, looked good when he was in there though. Uh, and Witherspoon, more of a like a quieter week for him, but like just I think he gave up one catch. Like it just it was just what it was. It was it was easy pickings, I guess. Just but just quiet. I didn't put him anywhere. Uh, I carded for Flash though, but yeah. Worst rookie. I'm going back to the um, the well of primetime, and I went with two different guards who are playing in primetime. First Thursday night football, Cody Mock against yeah. the Bills. Yeah. Uh, who just got bullied by ed oliver he got called on a hold too that pulled back a huge mike evans play that was his first big play of the night um yeah and oliver's taking advantage he's really i think struggling to transition inside he has every time i watch the box he's just like he's he hasn't been horrible i thought he was pretty freaking bad in this one but prior to that not horrible but just like not good he he hasn't had a good game yeah i I, I put him put him one of the negative categories i audible off that but yeah i feel like he hasn't he hasn't had a strong game. Every time we've watched, like, I feel like this has been his worst game that I've seen at least. And the, the first game where you really noticed him, um, but yeah, it hasn't been strong. I think if you, anytime you like really kept an eye on him, you, you think he's struggling. So yeah. And your other, and go ahead. Yeah. Kobe Sorsdahl, who I didn't expect to yeah. start a game this year uh, for the Lions. I uh, started at right guard against the Raiders, and man, Adam Butler had a day against him. <laughs> Sorsdahl was like the only Lions player really like. The not having a great ass. day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and Jameson Williams, but mm-hmm. uh, hey. Uh, so also got called on a hold. But yeah, Adam Butler was just th- moving up. I don't think he was ready to start. Yeah, but <laughs> that's a good one, too. That felt oh, cheap, though. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I think I mentioned him earlier in the year, like last time he had to come in. I was like, oh, man. Um, okay, mine is a little cheap, too. Okay, it's mean. Um, I don't like that. Emmanuel Forbes played five snaps. Five snaps, and he gave up two catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown <laughs> to A.J. Brown. Um, I'm so, I, Look, I feel like it would be more mean, but this comes to first-round pick. He was a first-round pick. He was the second corner taken. Um, well, but, well, I mean, he'll be on a different roster soon based on what the commanders have done. With <laughs> Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Like, what's going the, on? This team Josh is just, Harris cleaning house. Harris is cleaning house. I mean, this was, which is like probably not a bad call. No, probably not. Um, this team is leaking talent. Um, I don't know where. It, he just really needs to, like, I don't know, man. Like, to, something to boost his confidence. Look, to be fair, AJ Brown. It was a terrific catch. He was actually in fine position. It was a great back shoulder throw and an even better catch. But oh man, when you when you're corner two and you're <laughs> you're playing five snaps and you're getting beat for touchdowns, it's, it's just it's nasty work. Yeah, the fact the fact that he was like hadn't played snaps in like two weeks and yeah. then he finally gets a couple and it's like goes that way. <laughs> Anytime you want like a, a highlight reel for your wide receiver, just uh, wait until you play the Commanders. Talk about a bust. Uh, not a bust, though. Primetime star. I'm going to Dalton Kincaid, yeah. who had another good game for the Bills. He's stacking them now. Yeah. Seven targets, five catches, 65 yards, a touchdown, a couple first downs against the Bucks. 
um, kind of becoming that complimentary piece inside to Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs on the outside. I I think when we look up at the end of the year, it might feel like Dalton Kincaid, like, on, like in your mind, oh, he didn't live up to his billing. But you'll look up at the end of the year and he'll be top 10 in receiving yards among tight ends. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, he was my prime time star as well. Um, that, that, that catch where he had the... Um... The out and up, and it was just like the awesome catch on the sideline, elevating too. But the route might have been better. We just like you know such great snap in his route, and I think you know that's what he brought in college too, and just leveraged that route really, really well too. Um, and they had the touchdown too. Just worked with Allen on the crosser. He's looked awesome. Yeah, the last two weeks against Tampa and oh. New England, and just like chain moving, kind of. It, it, it kind of reminds me uh, like a little Heath Millery, where it's like not these big plays. But when Josh Allen, who's like a Ben Roethlisberger, needs it when <laughs> the play's breaking down, Dog and Kincaid yeah. works open, moves the chains. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if, like, he can, you know, kind of make that next step going forward. Yeah, I, like I think he's st- Sam Laporta breakout. Yeah. I think he's starting to get there because I, I think he's trying to see it. But no, exactly. Um, also, I just I just wanted to say, just throw Quentin Johnson in here because at least he, he did something this week. It was wasn't uh, the most. Hey, I- I put up for Ricky who flashed. Six yeah. targets, five catches, 50 yards, a couple yeah. yak plays, four first downs. Yeah. And that was his, the, the week before he, he made, like, one nice play. Okay. Yeah. Hey, like, at least it's just promising, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. We'll um, see. Underwhelming performance. First, I got Anton Harrison, who, I mean, you got TJ Wadded. Mm-hmm. Like, got called on a hold, gave up, uh, I think, a pair of sacks. But, like, I don't know, TJ Watt's just going to put you to work. Like, they yeah. won, so it's fine. But uh, that's why I'm interested to see what TJ Watt does to Will Levis this week. Uh, but more importantly, I went with Tyreek Stevenson yes. against the Chargers. Yeah. They Remember last week I was like, man, they just kept throwing at him. Um, uh, whoever I can't even remember the Bears played the week before at this point. But they just kept throwing at him. It, it was the Raiders. Uh, and then this week, the Chargers did the same thing. Over the last two weeks, he's been targeted 29 times. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Giving up 19 catches, two touchdowns. Um, but again, against the Chargers specifically, he gave up 11 catches on 12 targets. Yeah, he was uh, he was not looking good there. <laughs> I, another guy I had for for one of the negative spots. Um, yeah. Not, I don't know. I, I don't know. Just I, I like that they're just letting him battle it out there, though. Like, what else are you going to do at this point, right? Do you think he's the most targeted player in the NFL? I'm, I'm going to tell you in a second. So, he's, No, he's not. He's second. I was going to say, he's got to be up there. Who's number one? Brandon Stevens, who's, like, doing way better with it. Yeah. That's, a, he's that's surprising. allowing a 68.8 rating. That's surprising. Versus Stevenson allowing 122. <laughs> just um, got to let him keep battling, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Jalen Johnson's still supporting there, so at least let's go. Better, better than Emmanuel Forbes, who's been – Emmanuel Forbes has been targeted almost 40 less times than Stevenson and given up only, like, 80 less yards. Holy fuck. He's got to have the most yards per completion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 21.6 per completion. Ugh. Uh, Remember when he went viral because of Emmanuel Forbes, though? Um, yes. <laughs> my underwhelming performance. I'm going to go with the two best rookie wide receivers. You just kind of eh, this week, uh, starting in the desert with with uh, Zay Flowers, who 
Seven targets, five catches. All right, but it was only 19 yards. It was just everything was just short. The Ravens offense just kind of like was blah. After after Lamar having one of the best passing performances of his career last week, it's kind of blah. Uh, we got Zay versus Witherspoon this week though. Coming up, that's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's super feisty. Love that. Looking forward to that. Um, I got another underwhelming Puka Nakua performance. Again, it's I don't know. If six months ago, if you told me I had three catches, forty three yards against the the Cowboys, like yeah, (laughs) that's exciting. But now it's now it's like oh, that's a bad week. Um, Seven targets. Like the Rams' offense was just really bad. Like when he got the ball, like when he caught the ball, he looked good. Like some nice yak was. I'm surprised, like how how good he's been after the catch, um, how explosive he's been. I mean, he's been great. Um, but this is more like going forward, really. Like, I think like how long is Matt Stafford out for? Um, how will he? How will this offense? How will this team look with Brett Rippon going forward? Like, I don't know. Gonna be interesting. Um, speaking of how our guys gonna look going forward, Jordan Addison's by looks like a hit. Because I don't know what's going to happen going forward, but he's definitely good. Yeah, he is. If his, when his production probably drops off because of quarterback play, yeah, it's it's okay. Like he again stacked another great game against the Packers. Not as explosive, but moving the chains. Eight targets, seven catches, eighty-two yards to score. Um, Kirk really was trusting him. Yeah, there was this great play, like a honey hole shot, where Jordan Addison, like, I wouldn't have blamed him for not catching it because. He was in position to get his head torn off, and he came through. Like you're seeing him win vertically, you're seeing him win um, intermediately with his his route running being uh, as efficient as it is. And um, he kind of looks like a mini Stefan Diggs or a mini Calvin, like I guess not yeah. mini size wise, but like well, a little bit. He's pretty skinny, uh, but like Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggsy. Um, yeah, I, I think the Ridley one is pretty good. I feel like that's yeah. easily attainable for him, you know, that type of... Obviously, Ridley's career got derailed, but he's come back. But, yeah, no, I think that's a good one. Um, Addison's been great, and, like, his, it started a little slow, and then he had, like, you know, he had one big play every week, and now it's... he's Over the last couple of weeks since Jefferson's gone out, he's fucking stepped up huge. He's... Yeah, I mean, one... I don't know. What, I don't know what the Vikings are going to look like going forward, but rolling Jefferson and Addison out there, if they, you know, going forward at the quarterback position, seeing what that's looked like, it could be scary, right? It could be a hell of a duo. Um, well, that, that, oh, that's why I just want to. I just want to say, like, man, uh, if they're in position to end up with one of these quarterbacks, and I, I know it's shitty to think that way with Kurt yeah. coming off that injury, but like. The infrastructure is there, pass catchers yeah. wise, between JJ Addison, Hawkinson. Hawkinson had a bunch of drops. But Osborne's a solid three. Never mind, too, you know. <laughs> Brandon Powell's been making plays. A good four. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, they like Christian Darasaw is one of the best young ta- left yeah. tackles in the league. Like it's a really interesting team to potentially insert one of these start quarterbacks if they really start losing out. They dome too. Which they probably will. Which they probably will, yeah. They got a dome. Anyway. That's going to be good for whatever quarterback they bring true, in, right? True, yeah. Cool, good point. <laughs> um, I'm going with the receiver, too. I'm going with Josh Downs. Uh, wasn't like, uh, you know, just Mr. Fucking Consistent to me. Seven catches, 72 yards. That's another really, really good game. Um, look, I I think we, we were both really high on him. I had him, like, in the th- high 30s, low 40s on my board. Mid-second round type of guy. Went 79th. Uh, I, know, I know you're going to... Give Mingo some love in a second, I think. But 
still still bums me out that the <laughs> Panthers didn't roll on downs to keep him in state. But anyways, I thought I'm just gonna highlight one play and then hit you with some stats. I thought just like had a really really nice route, just like hard vertical stem, like out of the slot, like kind of a little bit of an outside release, hard vert, um, just sold it beautifully. It kind of just opened it up a little bit. It went outside. Um, it was a funny looking route. I don't even know what you would call it. Um, just an out, but he threw a lot of <laughs> threw a lot of uh, extra sauce on it, um, and then just made like a great grab, extending outside of his frame, and then also like just just getting his feet down in bounds, like as he falls out. It was a hell of a play, and I think Downs has been awesome this year. He's he's on pick. Like also, I, I don't know why. I think I got a bit of a stick because we're both huge Josh found Josh Downs fans. It felt like there was no love for him. It felt like a lot of people were kind of like eh, on Downs. He fell into the third, like like we like I just said. He's on pace for over a thousand yards and eight five catches. That's crazy. Gardner Minshew is is loving him. Um, he's got the third most receptions without a drop in the whole league. Um, this is I found this one on Twitter from like some guy. Uh, hopefully it's true. <laughs> Amongst third round rookie wide receivers all time, third round rookie wide receivers Downs ranks first in receptions and third in receiving yards. Apparently, I don't know how true that. That sounds ra- wrong, but I'm throwing it out there. Making stuff up. Okay. <laughs> this is good. I found it. I don't know. It was a headset, a couple of retweets. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's been awesome. You, you watch the games, he's been unreal, and the stats are coming behind him too. And he's been just exactly what the Colts needed. And again, speaking of you know getting young quarterbacks, obviously Anthony Richardson's coming back next year. Um, another good draft. That, that Colts, and you know Pittman's had a good year. Pierce is not really. Taylor's back. Zach Moss is the best running back too in, in the league. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun seeing what Richardson could do with him next year. Uh, it hasn't been fun for Kalaja Kansi fans. In, yeah. In, for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's one looks like a miss. Not for me per se, but like. Man, oh, pat yourself so, on the back, buddy. Yeah, I'm kind of a king. <laughs> I think I had him like 35th. Um, there was just so much Kalaja Kansi discourse. Yeah. Like th- from the end of the college football season to the NFL draft, he ends yes. up going 19th to the Bucks. He's been like a no-show most weeks, if not a net negative. And like against the Bills, he just getting moved around. Played fifty-nine percent of the snaps, and the only time you knew he was there was when he got that neutral zone infraction. Um, I don't know, man. He just looks small, and I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I just feel like there. No one's talked about him. Too. No one has. Like I know about it's him, the yeah. Bucks are weird and like not that interesting. But, like, it just feels like uh, among the first-round picks, like, he just hasn't even... Like, people have at least talked about how Quentin Johnston's been bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Chargers don't even have fans. But, like, Kansas <laughs> has just been, like, well, they got the hired fans. But, yeah, I, for real. I mean, he's shown glimpses of the pass rusher, which, I mean, obviously was, he was drafted to do, but has been really, really bad against the run, which I think was projectable, obviously. Um... When you draft a guy like that, you you just you need them to be, get better and serviceable against the run, but you really need them to become a stud pass rusher, right? And I don't think he's going to do become either of those things. I, I don't think he's ever going to be. This might be early, but I don't know if he's ever going to be good enough to like justify high amount of snaps, good enough against the run to justify high enough snaps, and like that. You know the difference between him as a pass rusher and a run defender, like that, great to to really be on the field a lot. Um, and you don't draft a situational three tech like in the first round, um, top twenty. So, yeah, 
Uh, bite yourself in the back. I mean, I'm right there, but it's a miss. I don't know. He's, he's an interesting guy, and I do wish like the we kind of got more talk because uh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going first round pass rusher too, and I'm going with Tyree Wilson. I mean, oof, oof. I mean, that's like that. That was a top ten guy on my board. Um, that's another guy that just no shows week in week out, man. The he doesn't generate any pressure. I mean, look. He had a pretend sack against the Bears. He had a pretend sack against the Bears. Tough assignment this week, but 38 snaps. He's playing more. Disastrous. And, look, I think I'm, I'll go back. I'm, I'll pat you on the back again. Draft night, doing our, our reaction uh, show. I was like, yeah, I like this. You know, Crosby, Tyree Wilson. Let's give give the Raiders something to build on there. You know that's that could be a hell of a duo, and you were like you weren't you weren't there. You were backing up. And you're like you know this this smells like a disaster. And look at the, look at the Raiders this week. Uh, it's a disaster and a half. Uh, they clean. Uh, hey, at least uh, Davis found enough uh, you know couch change to to fire Josh McDaniels. But yeah, Tyree Wilson looking like a complete bust. Um, we've talked about him you know this year. He's he's had he has all that busty traits and it's not working. But he'll end up on the Niners and you know make a couple of Pro Bowls in a couple of years. So it's all good. Um, Gona needs to step it up. I went with a bunch of Packers. Lucas Van Ness, another yeah. first round rookie, who's just like it's okay. He had a nice PBU, yeah. but he's playing. He played thirty six percent of the snaps, and it's not like like it's like they were Sean Gary and Preston Smith, so it makes sense. And this is kind of what they do, but yeah. it's just been I don't know quiet. Um, and their pass catchers all had drops this week. They're they're young. Like Jaden Reed had a, a nice game. On paper, four for eighty-three, but he had a brutal drop downfield that ended in a Josh Metellus interception. That I think he should have had. It wasn't like the best Jordan Love throw, but he had his hand, both hands on it, and dropped it. And Metellus picked it. Then Tavian Wicks, who had two for twenty-eight on a, a slant inside the fifteen, that I think he could have scored on if he caught it. He dropped it. Uh, and Luke Musgrave just like he had a drop and he had just two catches for nine yards. It was like pretty. I don't know, irrelevant game. And yeah. there's just so much hype about him over the summer. Yeah. How Tucker Craft um, look? He has a cool uh, cross tattoo on his what? tricep. Well, I don't, so I don't understand that really pick like, really either. Like, just to throw that in there. Uh, uh, hey, but, oh, Josh Mattel is picking off a, a pass intended for January. That's just, that's just Big Brother, baby. Uh, speaking of the Big Ten, uh, I'll put Joey Porter Jr. down, who had his first start. A little up and down, like the Travis Etienne touchdown. I th- mm-hmm. like. I think the like the safety blew it, but also like Joey Porter misread it and kind of gave up this huge. I don't know if you saw it. The, I saw. The, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think that was fully on Joey Porter, but yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. It was uh, maybe not the best game from him either. Uh, I'm gonna just do one guy because I'm not mean. Uh, <laughs> but I'm also going with, the, with an edge rusher here. Um, Seattle Seahawks rookie uh, Derek Hall, who hasn't done much this season. 30 snaps this week against the Browns. Um, I think he's one of these – his snaps have been a little bit up and up and down. But um, I think he he hasn't been great. I don't know. I, I think there hasn't been too much pass rush uh, upside there yet. And I think he's struggling against the run, especially like – I don't know. Teams are like it's just running zone read a weird amount. 
and he just is constantly crashing. You probably saw him when he, uh, oh, I forget who it was against, but just lit up the quarterback and the ball was long gone. It's just he's not seeing seeing the ball well. Um, he's just never containing. His set, setting edge is, is, is a no-show. Um, and obviously, um, Uchen and Wosu went on to uh, season-ending IR last last week. This was his their first game without him. They need him to step up. Um, Boy, by the way, I don't know if you know, Boy Mafi is amazing this year, which is, makes me very happy. But yeah, they, they need they need something else there. Um, didn't add an edge at the at the deadline, so gotta gotta get something to Derek Hall. Um, I'm not ready to play as Tank Bigsby, who every time he comes to the game, he like doesn't yeah. do much, and then he fumbled against the Steelers. But he's um, stealing Travis Etienne's job. Yeah, like that. That was another guy who had like some weird like they took him. Can, people were like, oh, there goes the Travis Etienne. Can I tell you what that was? Uh, can I tell you exactly what this was? That was people like, th- like having PTSD from Brian Robinson and uh, and uh, Antonio Gibson. It was the same thing, except Travis Etienne is really good. It's a very specific comparison. It, well, I'll, running back that played football in Alabama, <laughs> pass catching, uh, you know, running back that's already there, but he's still young. And, uh, you know, obviously Robinson's taking the job. But, yeah, no, Etienne, it just, people slept on him. I don't know why. We've talked about this off show, but I don't know why. Who's you not ready to play? Okay, am I not ready to play? I think this is the, this is the player I've been most wanting to talk about on the, on the episode, Rob, um, other than Will Levis. But not, not ready to play is maybe not the right distinction, but I had to get him somewhere. Um, and that's uh, Sidney Brown the, of the Philadelphia Eagles. Brown was like pretty much starting nickel for the for the Eagles this week, um, and he was just uh, so much fun. He, is, he was so much fun. Had eight tackles, had multiple just big stick hits. It was great. Um, like I think he had he had I saw two TFLs. I only called it one on the stat sheet, but uh, one just coming up versus the run triggering unblocked boom. Another one, he kind of sniffed out an end around and got that. Maybe it was at the line of scrimmage, but I, I thought looked like a TFL to me. He was a hell of a force coming forward. It was a lot of fun. That being said, I thought he was struggling in coverage. It just, just, just really couldn't stick with guys in 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 man playing out of the slot. It was just a struggle there. So like against the run, coming forward, awesome. But he's got to clean up the, the coverage stuff. And obviously, this is a team with Super Bowl aspirations. This is the best record in the NFL. Um, if he's going to keep playing a lot, they can, they can't be getting easy yardage out of the slot, right? Um, but that's a hell of a lot of fun. I, I'm excited for his for how he looked, and it was it was pretty fucking fun to watch. And he, he could be an absolutely dynamic weapon for the Eagles down the stretch. But uh, yeah, just just gotta step it up. It's fun. I'm gonna roll through these these last couple ones quick. Best day three rookie. I just Nick Herbig who played a couple snaps at a TFL and forced the fumble on Bigsby. And uh, Carl Brooks had a blocked field goal against the Vikings. Oh, that's sick. Um, I had Stills here, but I'll give you another one. How about Jordan Howden? It was played pretty damn good for the Saints this year. Uh, started this one, played a strong game, uh, eight tackles, nearly had a pick, uh, nice PBU. He, he's just really solid, and I think that's kind of how he looked on tape, just like solid safety, and he's turning into it. Best UDFA rookies. Uh, Ivan Pace had a nice run stop. He's playing a lot less now, though. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, less touches because Javante Williams is really heating up. But yeah. six for thirty nine. In uh, in looks like a, just a nice complimentary back to Javante. Uh, and then Raheem Jared, who had the sickest nine yard catch in NFL history against the Bills. <laughs> I forgot about that. Almost. Uh, speaking of sick catches, Bobo didn't have one this week, but um, still a stud. Uh, Twenty three yards receiving, but 
they've been bringing him in like as a in motion as a lead blocker all year. They did it again this week, um, and they handed the ball off to him. He got a three-yard rushing touchdown. was awesome. And uh, speaking of rushing, uh, Mario DiMarcado just keeps looking really solid for the Cardinals. 78 yards on 20 carries. Nothing to get super excited about. That's obviously like a 3.9 yards per carry, but just really solid. And I think it's just more a reason why you uh, you know you can find backs later or undrafted. Uh, my rookies who flash, Jonathan Mingo, I mentioned a good game. Mm-hmm. He's running all these picks for the running backs. Caught four for 62. Did a good job working open when Bryce's plays broke down. He also drew a DPI at one point. Um, I put Quentin Johnson down, too, who we talked mm-hmm. about. And Sam Laporta, who he had that drop late. But other than that, like, really solid game. Yeah. Eight for 57. He had the touchdown. Um, continues on his historic pace. Laporta is one of the most fun tight ends to watch in the, in the league this year, I think. He's, he's been awesome. Um, so here, here's the other guy I was going to mention earlier for a potential defensive rookie of the week, and that is uh, the, another Saint, uh, Brian Bercy, who I thought just had his probably his best game um, of the season so far. Um, played a decent amount, 36 snaps. Um, kind of got into the backfield a couple times, knocked a ball down, looked solid against the run. Nothing super exciting, but it looked good against the Colts. Um, getting better, I think. It's going to be like the, the glimpses have been there. It's going to be interesting going forward. Uh, you know, who had the best game of his career, too? Zach Charbonnet, 53 yards on five carries, a couple of catches for 11 yards, two nice chunk runs. Looks good. Hit the split. I feel like they haven't figured it out because it kind of like Walker looked good early and then they just went Charbonnet. Weird. They got to figure that out. Um, speaking of Seattle, GSN, game winning touchdown. The short, you know, around the line of scrimmage passes finally paid off. Uh, won the game there on that one. Mentioned a couple other guys I, I had earlier, so I'll go to um, I'll go to the Patriots corner, Rob. Um, Demario Douglas, he's just he's fun. I don't know. It wasn't a huge game, twenty five yards on five catches, but just feels like the most dynamic thing on that Patriots offense right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of City Sal, I thought it looked really solid, and with with Keon White, he I thought he looked good, played well. I just want to see more of him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, out of nowhere, rookie Antonio Johnson played one defensive snap against the Steelers on the last play, picked off a pass. So down, <laughs> he also had a nice down punt earlier in the game. Sick. Um, I'll, I'll give you two. Both both uh, corners. Uh, Cameron Mitchell of the Browns uh, came in with Newsom. Newsom got hurt. I thought it pretty solid. He had uh, like a walk-in pick six that he dropped. Other than that, though, he, he was in position, so you got to give him that. And um, fellow, fellow rookie, you... Um, UDFA this time though Eric Garrer from the Tennessee Titans out of uh, uh, ULL uh, just played like the whole game and handled punt return duties. Um, he wasn't great, but like small school UDFA getting thrown in, he was pretty solid for that and looked pretty decent as a punt return. I think he had a 15 yard punt return. Um, yeah, super random, so fun. Finally, start the rock. DJ Johnson for the Carolina Panthers. You're out of yeah. it. Might as well play him. He played fifty percent of the snaps against the Texans, and he looked pretty good. Yeah, that, that for real. Um, I'm going with a day three guy, um, Trey Tomlinson, another team that I think you know they they had the nice start, play is slipping, Stafford's out. The not to mention too, like their their cornerback play has been bad. Darren Kendrick's getting worked. Duke Shelley's coming in and not looking good. Um, let's see what Trey Tomlinson can do. He hasn't played much at all this year. Uh, it's a guy with a baller too. You know he's got he's got that swagger to him. Let's let's get him on the field. We're going to have a lot of quarterbacks on the field next week. 